Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the IDC Tech Talk podcast where we are highlighting IDC's Women in Technology for International Women's Day. Very happy to welcome a fantastic panel of speakers today. We have Mayanna Colding, Maggie Slovic, Jennifer Thompson, Fiona McRae and Margaret Adam. Hello everyone. So to start off, I think it'd be a good idea if we could share a little bit about what it is that you do at IDC and how you got into the tech industry to begin with. So Margaret, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I mean, it was a bit by default and not by design. Both my parents worked for IBM and I grew up with um, dinner conversations around AS400. So if anything, I was quite determined not to be in the tech sector. Um, But I did some work experience at IBM um, and then I did a graduate program at Acer and they offered me a product management role. Um, and I've, I've been in the tech sector ever since in various guises. Um, and um, my role today is I lead a program which focuses on research analysis and advisory on everything to do with partnering. Brilliant, Maya. Do you want to go next? Well, I actually started my career at Lego, so not, not really technology at that point anyway. But, but then um, IBM was on a massive recruitment drive uh, in Denmark, where I come from. And I thought, well, that's an interesting one. I had seen that name around before. This was back in the 80s, so it wasn't quite as, uh, <laughs> as, uh, as high-tech as it is today. Um, and I haven't looked back since. Uh, you know, went from IBM after a few years and came to, uh, to be an analyst. And today I'm a, I'm a VP uh, for our core research in Europe, and I also uh, uh, I'm the executive lead for our digital transformation practice and I'm part of our future work practice as well. So really exciting. Excellent. Fiona, do you want to go next? Sure, thanks Miles. So, um, I rather like Margaret, kind of fell into the tech industry in a different sort of a way and actually started in the tech research industry. Um, that was my starting point and in, in fact it was stuff that I did during my, uh, in my holidays when I was at university and I was doing telephone interviewing and I left university in, the, in 1990 when there were no jobs and I got offered a job and started writing reports. Um, so that's uh, where I came from and I, and I started off as an analyst actually at, at, uh, at a small company called Romtech and moved to IDC, um, then started working in the sales team and actually left tech for 10 years um, when I moved to Ireland um, and now I uh, run um, the major account team uh, that looks after our, our pan-European customers, so uh, with a team of about seven, eight people um, looking after our, our biggest customers in, in the UK. Maggie, do you want to go next? Sure. So I actually am fairly new to the tech um, industry. I started out in consumer research and then I worked for um, a supply chain business intelligence provider but some of my clients were of course in IT and I was always very sort of interested in that and thought they were very um, compelling and that topics in technology were changing very quickly so I have actually wanted to work for IDC for many years they have been on my radar for a long time and yeah so fairly new to this but very excited to be uh, to be here and to be working with such exciting clients. And Jen? Yeah, so I've, I've been in the IT industry for about 20 years now, um, and a lot, like a lot of the other stories, it's kind of more by default than it is by design. So I studied um, international business with German at uni, and I wrote my thesis on supply chain strategies in the automotive industry, which one could argue it was my introduction into the world of technology and how to use it to gain efficiencies, um, as well as you could say the start of my fascination with continuous improvement philosophies. Um, so about 20 years ago, I moved to um, Munich 
um, and you know at the time as well as it being a home to a network of companies in the auto industry there was also this kind of growth and vibrancy um, and there was kind of like Siemens and Compaq and IBM um, and I found myself drawn into the excitement um, and joined Compaq in the market intelligence department and you know to be honest I've never looked back technology is kind of the the natural path um, and right now I'm kind of like in the heat of the excitement um, and looking at our research around apps dev and deploy which sits with those continuous improvement philosophies and kind of heading up the DevOps practice for IDC in Europe. So I think the best way of opening up this conversation is to say uh, do you think there is a lack of women in technology at the moment and if so why do you think that is the case? Well, um, I, I think there definitely is a lack of women in technology, um, especially if you look uh, at the, the sort of like the, the top layer. Um, but then you have success stories such as the other day I was just talking to the CEO of an AR company, female, or you look at um, who is the CEO of Oracle, IBM and HPE, they're all women. So you do see some success stories, but I think um, it's just really the beginning. There are some select... Um, sort of pockets of success, but I think we still have a long way to go. So, I mean, if I could chip in, Miles, um, you know, a big part of what we do is, is presenting to audiences, um, typically because I look after channels and alliances, that's typically a, um, a partner audience, so partner summits. Um, and nine times out of ten, um, I'm very much in the minority. Um, and, and one example, actually, uh, one of our clients came up to me and said, you know, Margaret, I was watching you on stage, and in front of me was a sea of male heads and you were the only woman I could see and you were the one that was on stage. Um, so there is an issue. I think, I think you only have to go to a tech, tech conference to, to see that. Yeah, no, absolutely. If I can jump in here. Um, we're actually doing a lot of work as well with, uh, with for example, the European Commission. Uh, we've done a lot of work with, um, uh, with vendors and uh, just recently just finished one for the Irish government, looking at how uh, you can address like, the issue of having enough skills and one of the things that always pops up is like, how can you actually attract more women into IT? And how can you even attract girls into technology to begin with? Mm -hmm. So I think there is an absolute issue and everybody's aware of it. Yeah, can I, can I second that? Because I think it's about, we need to change the stigmas and the stereotypes that are attached to engineering and you could almost say geek related industries. Um, and it doesn't start when we're looking for a job. And it starts way before this. Um, it's got to start at nursery school. Um, you know, by the age of five, kids are already thinking in terms of jobs for boys and jobs for girls. And engineering is still perceived as a boys' job. Uh, why? Because unfortunately, society is teaching that. Even even though we're in 2018, so we need to. I think we need to do a better job of providing stimulus for girls to have the opportunity to enjoy technology and science. I mean, we all love it. So what's to stop all of the other girls out there loving it? Um, and it's really about bringing them up to believe that they can be technical as well. And, you know, there's nothing strange uh, in that happening. Yeah, I, just a comment on that. I, I totally agree, Jen. I also think that um, there is a diversity of roles too. And I think sometimes there's a risk of focusing too much on the, the engineering and the STEM part. Um, you know, not, not every role in IT is technology or, or requires an engineering degree. And I think... As an industry, we also need to do a better job of showing the diversity of roles. There's a, there's a huge demand for, for creativity. There's, there's a need for innovation thinking. You know, there's a lot of roles that I think um, would be appealing to somebody who might consider a career in advertising or graphics or design that hadn't considered the technology industry. So I also think we need to position the diversity of the industry a bit better. 
Well, I, I would agree with everything that's been said so so far, um, and I think for me, I, I agree, Margaret, that there's an, a lot that we could do differently in terms of you know how we attract people and, and what I suppose what technology is talking about, because it can be considered to be quite a dry subject. But there's a whole load of really interesting things that are going on at the moment in in the context of innovation accelerators and how we bring those to market. And actually, in the concept stage, so much of this is not really about technology. Once you have the innovation idea then the technology will follow very often and I think there's an awful lot to be to be delivered as, as part of that equally I also agree with with Jen that the stem subject is a, I think it's a big issue across the board with the skill shortage within technology is is very well documented getting women involved is is much harder and I think the need what, what we need to do I suppose as, as a society is is think about you know how do we encourage uh, all of our all of all people boys and girls into, into stem subjects and um, how do we make them more interesting and how do we stop children believing boys and girls by the time they're eight years old whether they're good or bad at maths because statistically that's the case by the age of eight they've decided that there's a problem there I think Absolutely. I mean, that brings me quite well to my next question, which is, um, how do you think the tech industry could be more inclusive for women? Well, I think, first of all, I think role models. Uh, I think role models makes a, a big difference. When you can see, for example, like, like Fiona was saying, and, and Margaret as well, that there are jobs that are not necessarily, they're not geeky anymore. Mm. Because like now, especially with digital transformation, where you have like the convergence of, of the IT and business coming together so much, you can come at it from a totally different angle, as long as you understand like how you can actually use technology to your purposes. So I think the role model thing is, is definitely one thing that we need to do, first of all. Mm. Because I don't think it's by design. I don't think that the tech industry is setting out to say, like, we don't want women. Mm. Uh, in, and as a matter of fact, I think the exact opposite. But they just don't know how. Yeah, I, can I, if I could jump in there, Miles, I, I, I quite agree um, that, that I don't think the tech industry is, is trying to do anything differently from, from any other industry. I think that the, the problems we have are very similar to those of, of all industries. Um, and I think we probably need to uh, consider how do we maintain women um, and, and keep them interested and, and enable them um, to continue up the career ladder because I think there's plenty there um, at kind of the entry level. There's, there's, a, there's, you know, there's the same degree, I suppose, that you would have in, in other industries. It's just that they're lost once you get to that mid to senior level management. And you'll, if you look at the, I go to board meetings regularly um, at, at a very senior level within to, you know, the large tech organisations, there's not too many women on them. And they're usually HR functions or marketing functions. That, that's not always the case, of course, um, but it is very often the case. And I think perhaps what we could do as an industry is consider when we're creating innovations, how does the workplace of the future, how does the management of, of I suppose, time and uh, our, our, I suppose our capabilities uh, over that time period, how do, how do we enable women to continue working when they choose to, they have to take some time out or, or, or otherwise. Um, so I think there's, there's a lot to, to be thought about there and I think technology can help with that as well. Yeah, and I think it's also quite a top-down sort of um, initiative and just um, kind of adding on what you were just saying, Fiona, I think um, that, you know, the way companies recruit and the sort of 
population of employees that companies have, that's a massive marketing tool. And young people, especially millennials, will look at the sort of um, representation of employees at certain companies and at the brand and what it represents. So I think HR needs to do a better tool at recruiting um, and I'm looking at, you know, this is what the world looks like, it's very diverse. So we as a company also need to be um, reflecting this, um, this image. It's a big deal. Yeah, and I think um, just to add to, to both comments, actually the tech industry is quite female friendly. I mean, typically we offer flexible working. Okay, we travel a lot, but we do offer flexible working. Um, most technology companies. Um, we are equipped typically in terms of all the tools that you need for collaboration and so on. So, you know, working mum can normally do it. We work long hours, sure, but we do enable it. And I don't think we do a good job of telling that. I also don't think we highlight some of the benefits um, of working in the tech sector. You know, it doesn't seem glamorous to going to that geeky stereotype that, that everyone's mentioned at some point. Um, as a as a twenty year old girl, I probably wouldn't have been that keen on the tech sector because of that. Um, but actually, uh, the the pace, the travel, the the diversity, um, it's super interesting, and and it's and you really are cutting edge. And I think we need to do a better job of of selling the industry in those terms. Yeah, I was going to say I agree totally with Margaret because it's you know we we've got to make sure that you know we're we're plugging into the the right people and the right people get recognised and not necessarily because they're women or it's you know the right thing to do but because you know these people are at the top of their game um, and we we've got to plug into the female talent, the leaders, the decision makers, um, give more visibility to to the women at industry. Um, conferences um, you know there, there's a lot to be said about you know making a topic sexy um, and I think you know DevOps is one of those areas where you know as, as Margaret's mentioned you know we're in a world that's 5% female and 95% male uh, but DevOps actually plays to a female skill set um, it's about being highly collaborative a good communicator um, it's about networking it's about multitasking um, and it's really about you know how we can get the message out there that, you know, there is some super interesting uh, jobs and angles that, that women can um, can take. So just as a piling thought then, uh, what advice would you give to a woman considering a career in the tech industry? Um, sometimes I think we're um, our own worst enemies. Um, I'm having grown up, if you like, in the tech industry, uh, the older I get, um, the more I recognize that as a woman we do quite a good job of criticizing ourselves and while we may be in the minority, my advice is to be very aware of that little internal voice that you might have that says, oh, you, you're just not good enough, you're not experienced enough, you're not techy enough. Um, I think women need to recognize that we are good enough um, and feel confident in that and I think as you see women start to um, mature, if you like, in the industry, there starts to be growing recognition of that. So, um, and to the other point, I think mentorship is, is massively important. So, for a young woman in the tech sector, identify a mentor that can be male or female, it doesn't matter, but you know, getting into the behavior of, of mentorship and, and, and using it to learn about the industry and, and understand how you can progress, I think, is, is really important. Um, I would very much agree with Margaret. Um, I think that some of it comes down to belief, and I think that's not just a tech thing, that's, that's just a women in business thing. Um, and I think that it's very important to, to look around you, see those women who are successful. There's a, a whole heap of, on, on, of them on this call at the moment. Um, 
and you know believe that you can be as successful as, as those around you that you can continue on and understand that you know even if I had four children and I, I am in a, in a very senior position in, in the business that I'm in you can you, it's not a juggling thing you can take your time out ice is a very good place to, to work as a woman I feel um, and uh, that, that's the advert but in reality um, I think a lot of organizations particularly tech ones are trying to make life a little bit easier for for working mothers and um, you don't have to let your career stop you can carry on you can take a career back break and also most importantly you can take a break and come back I didn't do that myself it's right for a lot of people but I think a lot of women feel they can't come back um, and it's too difficult but you absolutely can you just got to believe you can well, I, I'd echo uh, the thoughts so far but I think one of the things that um, just believe that you can do it just uh, and go for it if you really if you really think that what makes you tick is to work in something that's where every day is different where you're constantly having to learn where you are never going to get stuck in something that's going to be in day in day out the same all over again the tech industry is an absolute excellent place to be because it's always going to change and it's going to change really fast so go for it that, that's all i can say and also and technology is really changing the way people work together it's going to create a whole new load of jobs if you look at um, the manufacturing sector which is the unit i represent at idc we're really looking at a tremendous change in in the workforce in manufacturing and i think there's jobs there will be jobs out there in the future that we don't even know you know exist yet so there's going to be a ton of opportunities and um, women shouldn't be afraid to sort of explore and push for what they really want and and and, and ask for what they want so just be brave be brave is a good one um no i would say that you know if similar to mariana if you enjoy it do it um go with your convictions it, it's not just about thinking and putting ourselves in the situation where we think about stereotypes or gender um, but it's more about thinking about the topic and your field of expertise. Um, and I think, you know, women have got to be better at uh, or more willing to take risks and to challenge themselves. Um, it's almost about this perception of we should be perceived as being competitive. Um, and, you know, sometimes we need to kind of lose the, the nice persona that many of us kind of put in front of us. And, you know, we, we need to become a little bit more aggressive. Um, it, it's, you know, the, in life with, with anything, you need determination, ability, a good network and thick skin. <laughs> <laughs> so true, Jane. So true. Absolutely. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's all that we have time for today. So thank you all very much for listening. And please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Um, in the meantime, you can also follow us on Twitter at IDC underscore Amir. And we'll also put the Twitter handles for our panel in the description below as well. And we will be doing plenty of other activities to support International Women's Day. And you can also follow IDC's activity on Twitter with the hashtag IDCIWD18. Again, that's hashtag IDCIWD18. And you can also follow us on LinkedIn and on YouTube too. Thank you very much and see you next time. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>